Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 191 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and uh, thanks for being here. Happy to have you. Happy to have your attention for this short period of time. Hope to give you some inspiration, some excitement, and something interesting to start your day or end your day whenever you're listening to this. So I'm going to jump right into this one. Today's guest is Sam Shepard. He's a freelance graphic designer out of Sacramento, California, and works primarily in that rock music game. You know, speaking of rock music, I was a big Corn and Limp Biscuit fan when I was younger, and I really remember just blasting that music, having some subwoofers installed, like attached to my stereo. And I would just blast like corn, Limp biscuit, like all that stuff back in late 90s, early 2000s and, uh, and drove my parents crazy. But I would crank it and just be jumping around uh, my room, just screaming, singing, dancing. Yeah, good times, man. Good times. So sorry, let's get back to this. Uh, today's guest is Sam Shepard, freelance graphic designer out of Sacramento, primarily working in the rock music game. We talk about how the music scene was his intro to design and how he got in there. We talk about the book series that he collected as a kid, really because of the artwork on the cover. And I had to agree with him. The artwork is awesome. He also tells us about the album cover that really influenced him early on in his career. We talk about DMX, The Beatles, Beach Boys. Uh, he also mentions a couple of awesome Instagram accounts that are design and art related, and you don't want to miss those because they are great. We also talk about the music poster he designed that is his absolute favorite. We talk about why being a design intern for him actually was the most challenging time so far in his design career. And then right near the end, he shares with us the album cover that he produced the artwork for and why he's so proud of it. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to it. My guest, Sam Shepard. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Sam, welcome to the Quickie Podcast, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Not happy to have you here. Glad we can make the time and make it all work. Um, are you ready for a quickie? Let's do it. boy. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm a freelance graphic designer based out of Sacramento, California. I work for a couple rock and roll clubs, two of them under Live Nation, and uh, I freelance on the side as well. So I'm on my computer doing art 24-7. <laughs> so you keep yourself pretty busy. Absolutely. Awesome. So give me a little bit of the, the timeline in the design game for you. Did you come right out of school and hop into doing work for the rock clubs or what did you do first and how did you get to where you are now? 
I was in a band in high school, and yes. I'm sure you've heard this story tons of times, but uh, it's the truth. And that was my dream. That was what I was uh, pursuing most at the time was, you know, being a drummer and, you know, wanting to go on the road and really pursue this until I got too old and jaded. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't, I didn't go to school after high school. I, uh, I kept doing the, the music thing. And when I was 20 years old, I played, um, I played at a venue in Sacramento and one of the production managers at the venue was actually an artist manager at a artist management firm in Sacramento. And he had worked with a lot of bands that I was a fan of. Mm -hmm. And, um, he watched my band and, you know, we kind of hit it off. And on Instagram, I posted a little, um, design concept that I was putting together purely for fun. And he kind of, you know, spotted that because, because before this, I was, I kind of did design for, for fun. You know, I loved yeah. it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I loved, you know, flyers. I loved, you know, band logos, you know, back in the day they were doing a lot of like my space layouts. Yeah. So those were always really cool to kind of see, you know what I mean? So I was always very, you know, inspired, but I didn't really chase the dream. But anyway, um, he, he saw that and he reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I didn't know you did design. That's really cool. Um, you know, my management firm is growing and we're looking for an intern to come in and do, uh, some in-house design work a couple days out of the week. And, you know, me being a music guy and, you know, working around a bunch of managers, I, I hopped on it right away. Um, so that's what jump started my, um, my love for design in a more, um, serious professional way. You know, before that, I didn't really think that what I had done, you know, was very good. So I was surprised that he reached out in the first place. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah I, mean, I guess this is, this is, you know, if you like it, I'd, I'd love to come and, and, and learn and, and work for you guys and, and get some experience. in. so I did that and I was an intern for a while and I learned just so much, you know, some good, some bad. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes with design that before that I had really no idea. Mm -hmm. um, it's really not just some guy with Photoshop and, and, you know, downloading some fonts and some textures, you know, that's so much more. So I did that. I learned, I made some friends and uh, they ended up hiring me on uh, to work full time mm -hmm. at the management firm slash record label. And uh, that was it. And then, you know, the rest is history. I've kind of just been learning, still always learning, but just, always. you know, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what started the whole process. And that's where I'm at today. Awesome. All right, Sam. So that's sort of your intro to the design game, definitely through the music scene. And you've been in that music scene, obviously, because you love it and you're passionate about it. Um, Absolutely. I want to go back to your childhood now. I want to kick it back there. Um, what was your childhood like? And do you feel that you had a creative childhood that pointed you in this career path? I do, most definitely. Um, my mom is a painter and uh, an artist of you know many mediums. She does, you know, she she makes baskets. She makes um, you know decorative flower arrangements. Um, so that she was, she was always very artsy growing up. My dad, not so much, but, um, my mom definitely, uh, was, was my, um, yeah, she was, she was my creative in the family. So I learned a lot from her and, uh, basically anything that I would, uh, gravitate towards, she supported, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, uh, kind of a funny story of, um, when I was younger was, was, uh, the goosebump books, RL yes. Stein's goosebump oh, dude, books. I grew up, loved those books. 
grew up. Yeah, on. yeah. Uh, they're amazing, dude, and, and, and the movies and everything. Um, but a funny story is I was very young, and I, and I, I, I didn't read a whole bunch. I, I think I read some of the Goosebump books, but I actually collected them based on the artwork. And uh, I, I, I still read them, but I, I had so many of them. I remember that was like what I would want. You know, if we went to the mall or if there was like some sort of incentive in it for me, if I had to go to Home Depot, you know, I'd, I'd get like a, like a Goosebump book out of it. And uh and that was a lot of fun. So I think that that was um, important. And, you know, I would draw them. I would, uh, yeah, you know. So, so, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, very creative childhood. Always drawing. Um, always getting in trouble in class for drawing. Um, mm-hmm. All that. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible because I loved the Goosebump books. I loved reading as a kid. I don't do it as much as I should now. But um, I've never thought of the covers in the art way like attracted to that the visual aesthetic of the books versus the content of the book itself but you're so right like those covers were heavily illustrated and they were awesome they were absolutely oh man that's so cool i love that i'd never thought about it that way until you said that yeah no i mean it's i i would see some friends with a goosebump book in class and i would just I I would just go to, uh, gravitate towards it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, which one is this? You know, which one is this? Which one is this? And I would read a little bit of them. You know, I'd always, of course, read what the book was about. You know what yeah. I mean? And I've, like I said, I've read a, I've read a lot of the Goosebump books, but I mm-hmm. haven't read all that I own. If that yeah. makes any sense. So I, <laughs> I own a lot. You know, just because the art, I love the artwork. Yeah. Did you see the Jack yeah. Black Goosebumps movie that came out fairly recently? Okay, so I saw the first one, and Wait, I was, there's more than one. Yeah, I think there's two. I think they came out with a second one, man. Oh, man, sure. I gotta look that up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's two. I don't know if Jack Black's in the second one, but I'm, but I know he's in the first one, yeah. and uh, I liked it. I did like it. I mean, I'm. Have you ever seen the originals, like the Haunted Mask and all those, the old ones? I, I the only part I remember about TV and Goosebumps was a a TV show with kids by the campfire. Was that Goosebumps? That was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh yeah, that's what I'm confusing it with. So no, I have not seen. Yeah. Like the the TV series Goosebumps, then. You know what? I I, I do I recommend it if you ever just want to, you know, put it on. They're not very long; they're about a half an hour. If you're going to bed, put on like the Haunted Mask. I mm-hmm. I, I feel like you love it. <laughs> awesome. You know what I loved about yeah. that that movie though is I hadn't read the books in twenty years, and as soon as I put it on and started seeing the illustrated characters or the animated characters in the movie, I immediately could remember the book that associated with that particular scary character or scary animal or element or whatever. Oh yeah, absolutely. Giving memories of those books. So Sam, your, your mom's an artist. You're always drawing, you're loving the goosebumps covers for their illustrations and the visual aspect of them. What, what flicks your switch? Was it a guidance counselor, a, a class you took in school? What flicked your switch into design, graphic design? Cause going from drawing as a kid and appreciating cool images to pursuing a career in graphic design like what what flicked the switch for you i think it was growing up in i i grew up in a town called vacaville and there was a local music venue and there were some great bands uh-huh. uh, that that played the venue and i kind of became i don't i think obsessed is the wrong word it kind of sounds a little a little weird but <laughs> i i really i love the the flyers that I would get, you know, handed out in, around town. There'd be flyers on, you know, po- you know, telephone poles, whatever. And I would collect them, and I would actually try to 
create art similar to them. And uh, I think once I realized how to make the flyers and how they were done, mm-hmm. I, I became very interested in making them myself. And, you know, I think that that kind of sparked the flame in me to, you know, want to create and want to do design because it was more than just drawing. It was more than just sketching. You know what I mean? There was a lot to it. So I mm-hmm. think that's what really made me want to start doing graphic design. I didn't really jumpstart the the career aspect until, like I was telling you earlier, that internship that I got because it really made me feel like, you know, I can do this and this is what I want to do. And, you know, and after working in um, around artist managers, you know, I don't want to say the dream died, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I did, uh, I, I didn't really want to go on tour and I didn't really want to pursue like a full-time musician uh, lifestyle as much as I did when I was younger before mm-hmm. I was kind of opened up to how the music world really works. So once I, you know, found out that, Hey, you know, I could, I could be creative. I can make a living off of this and, you know, I love it, you know, and I'm always wanting to learn and it seems like an endless road of creativity. Um, I, I, I kind of pursued that and that's, I think that's what sparked it to be, you know, I'm going to be a professional at this and this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So I, I think, I think to answer your question, I was about 12, 13, really into these, you know, local gig flyers that I would get and I'd put them on my wall and I'd save them. And, you know, I never thought I could make a living, you know, making them. But, um, I think once I found out, you know, this whole, this design world, that's what really sparked it to mm-hmm. take it, take it full time. Got it. So Sam, then I want to ask you now, what has been the most influential design of your life so far? Maybe it's an album cover. Maybe it's one of those Goosebumps books covers, but one of them, something that just you saw and has stuck with you ever since. Yeah. Um, well, there's a couple, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and I'm just going to say, uh, as, as far as album, there's been a lot, but mm-hmm. that way there's been a For lot of sure. designs, but, um, I think as far as album covers go, you know, because of course everyone loves album covers. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like the entire Beatles collection, really? I was a huge fan of when I was a kid. Um, yeah, like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Magical Mystery Tour, all their album covers were so uh, detailed and said so much about that uh, certain album. Actually, I was a really big Beatles fan when I was younger. I don't, I don't listen to them as much these days anymore. Um, but I would say that that those album covers were just very inspiring to me um and almost in in some ways like the goosebump books like i was telling you before um you know i I don't know if you're too familiar with the beatles but i mean their their sound you know changed pretty drastically from the early days to the you know the later days Mm -hmm. um from poppy to you know know, more artsy and you know acidy stuff like that you know and uh (laughs) more psychedelic um, yeah exactly yeah more psychedelic stuff and uh I don't know. I mean, I, some of their album covers were so cool, but the albums weren't really my favorite. You know what I mean? Um, but I loved the artwork. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. You know, there's, like I said, there's so, there's so much, mm-hmm. but I really, I was a big fan of those covers as a young kid. Still that's, am. That's great, man. You know, when, in the quickie podcast here, I'm all about transparency and honesty. And so I have yeah. to confess that the Beatles and the Beach Boys are two bands that I just cannot get behind. Really? No way. Okay. I can't. I just, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's yeah. something that happened to me when I was a kid that had something to do with Beatles and I just related it to that. I have no idea. But the Beatles and um, the Beach Boys, I just, I can't, I can't do it, man. Yeah. 
I, I think I I love your honesty, and, and I'm glad. That <laughs> I'm gonna you're get honest. so much um, shit for this. I, oh no, you're 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 not. You'd be surprised, man. I know a ton of people who who could care less about the Beatles, um, 100, and and I don't mind it at all. And like I said, you know, I, I very rarely listen to the Beatles anymore. You know what I mean? Um, I think it was more of a you know younger childhood memory you know mm-hmm. which is why i still like them to this day you know i feel like i feel like uh yeah. i really liked a show called the wonder years when i was younger and yeah. i think i saw the beatles on that show like they were watching Got it. the ed sullivan show and i was a young kid you know i was probably like six six or seven yeah um and I was like, oh, this is so cool, you know, like the Beatles. I've never heard this before. And I think that's why I kind of got into them. Same with Beach Boys, to be honest. I mean, some of those songs, yeah, as, as, as you know, extremely cheesy as they are, mm-hmm. um, I think I think as a, as a, as a you know, a younger dude, I, 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 I liked them. I liked them at that time. So I, I kind of still do for the nostalgia effect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, but if I heard them, if if I heard them when I was probably like you know twelve or thirteen, I'd probably what the hell is this? You know what I mean? (laughs) But then you put you put on a DMX track, and I'm just gonna be barking along with it. Oh man, I I love DMX. (laughs) I really, I really do. I've actually gotten more into. Yeah, I've actually gotten a little more into him in like the last couple years, uh, more than I did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I think I was. I was a I wasn't a huge rap guy when I was younger, but I loved you know Eminem. I loved Eminem, yeah. and I loved I loved Snoop and I loved Dre. Um, but yeah, I never really got into hip hop as much. But yeah, Beatles and Beach Boys. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Sam, who are some designers and brands that you look up to and closely follow now, and what is it about them that you like? Uh, yeah, let's let's see. You know what? There are so many. Um, I feel like the, the design world is is so vast, you know, these days, especially with things like Instagram or, you know, social media in general. Um, there's so many talented folks just sharing their work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love all I, – I really do. Even like the beginners, you know, if I see like a design – you know, that someone shared and, you know, he, he just made it on Photoshop. You know, he's not, he doesn't consider himself a designer, but you know, he's just getting into it. I still like it. I still, I still am into it. I'm not very uh, judgmental and I don't like to pick apart people's work. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could pick uh, one designer that I am a huge fan of, he goes by the name stay bold. And that I, I feel like his name, I, I believe his name is Milan. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Milan. And he's from Australia and he's a uh, designer, illustrator, you know, kind of uh, specializes in the music world as well. Um, and his his stuff is just so consistent. And, mm. um, you know, everything he pumps out, I, I've been a fan of. It's hard for me to to say, ah, you know, uh, that could have been. But I, I love all of it. And um, and he's, he's he's a great designer. He works with um, some bands that I'm that I'm uh, that I'm really into. You know, one of the bands. Is called the Amity Affliction, and he does a lot of their merchandise, um, and they're from Australia as well. And it's just great, you know. He utilizes their lyrics, their you know album titles, and makes these really fun, detailed illustrations with mm-hmm. you know subtle humor. And you know, his name says it all. Stay bold. I mean, he uses very bold lines. You know, he's he can make use of just black and white, and. Um, and it just looks great. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it to, to stay bold. He's a, he's a great designer. Sam, I got to say, I think that's a quickie podcast first. I haven't heard that name before, but I got to look him up now. Yeah, he's great. Awesome. I want to ask you a little bit now about print and packaging design, Sam. 
Um, I want to hear how you've utilized print and packaging design in your career and any stories around print or packaging that you can share with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the print world, I believe that's, that's, that's your world, Craig. You're, you're in the print world. That's right. Okay. Very cool. Um, like I said before, I'm always learning and uh, print is, is very interesting to me because a lot, I, I feel like designers early on don't realize that, uh, you know, print is going to be a, a, a heavy part of your career, you know, if mm-hmm. you pursue it. Um, and I think I was actually reading, I read something, I think you might've posted it, but it's, you know, make friends with your printer and uh, yes. <laughs> have you, I believe you said that anyways. Yep. So yeah, print, I mean, working at, working at the venues, I do a lot of print orders, rather it be, you know, updating a menu or, you know, of course, printing out 11 by 17, 13 by, you know, um, 19 posters uh-huh. and, um, all that stuff. So I, I'm usually, you know, involved in print on a weekly basis. Um, rather it be offset printing or digital printing like that. Mm-hmm. Not, not so much screen printing, but, um, yeah, man, print's, print's a lot of fun, and I've learned a lot by this um, local print shop that I use in Sacramento, and um, I just kind of shadow them and ask questions and, you know, learn all the, you know, the the paperweights and, you know, how to be consistent in my order process, and um, so, yeah, but I, but I am still learning. So I guess you can say that, you know, I, I do use print quite frequently, mm-hmm. Um not on my own. I'm not actually operating any printing myself, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, you know, I've, I've done a bunch of CD layouts and, uh, you know, a couple of vinyl layouts. So working with printers on those has, has sometimes, you know, in the early days was kind of a struggle because I feel like some designers will just send something over and the printer opens it up and says, dude, what, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> Why mm-hmm. are you sending me something that looks like this? It's not going to come out good. Um, you know, and designers like, well, what the hell? That's all I got. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. You know, what, what do you want me to do? I just designed it. What do you want me to do? So I've learned to really be uh, precise with what I send off to printers mm-hmm. and uh, and just kind of be hands on with them and work with them and learn with them. So, so that's kind of where I'm at. So if you had to pick one poster that you've done, you've created as part of your, you mm-hmm. know, in the music industry, in the music career, which one stands out as your favorite? Uh, I did a poster for Social Distortion about uh, three years ago, and that poster was a lot of fun because um, the, um, the 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 frontman Mike Ness has this signature guitar that he's had for years, and you know he has tons of stickers on it, stickers that you know you can't even find anymore. But um, being able to kind of recreate that signature uh, Gibson Les Paul that he was playing with, like the correct stickers, you know, I think he has like an orange County sticker on it and all that kind of stuff. It, it did take a while, but it was so much fun and mm-hmm. the band loved it and the print came out great and they signed every one of them at the venue. That's awesome. And I think, and, and it was like one of my first posters that I had done and, uh, taken home and, and, and I was very, very proud of it because I, you know, social distortions, you know, very inspirational band for mm-hmm. me, you know what I mean? And, uh, so I would I would probably say yeah social distortion, that poster was was a uh, was a big favorite for me. That's an awesome one. That's a great poster, yeah. especially to sign them all. It sounds really cool. Yeah. So Sam, the next few questions I have for you take you part down part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I want to pull those stories out of you for the listeners. Um, yeah. What has been the most challenging period of time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging, and how did you get through it? Um, let's see. 
I think it was challenging being an intern, to be honest with you. I think that was probably the most uh, challenging for me because I, I really didn't know a whole lot about the industry. You know what I mean? I was working with a lot of um, um, – in the internship, I was the only art guy essentially. I think there was another guy who was also a manager who did artwork, but he lived in Portland. Mm-hmm. So I would never really see him. Um, so it was like me and a bunch of, you know, kind of like more business savvy folks in the office, you know, working with bands, trying to make their job was to make the bands happy. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of that guy, you know, if a band needed to design, blah, 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 you know, um, let's go have Sam do it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whatever. And, um, I think just learning, you know, um, learning the ropes of design was, was difficult in like the business world, but I feel like I almost was just kind of thrown out there and I learned mm-hmm. the best way. You know what I mean? Like there was a time when I was um, doing a simple layout for a band and I sent in, you know, the the art files to the printer and, you know, some things were messed up that I didn't really know yet. You know, Mm -hmm. like some of the colors were messed up. I I inputted the wrong information for the CMYK and um, and managers, you know, kind of got upset and what the hell. And um, I just kind of dusted myself off and and. uh, and got back in the ring and just fixed it and learned mm-hmm. how to do it. And that problem never really happened again. You know what I mean? I would, I would have these problems and I'd get bummed out and, you know, get in my head about it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I fixed them. You know what I mean? It didn't Definitely. really take me out. So, uh, I just fix, I would fix the problems and put a smile on my face and move on. But it was challenging because for one, you're an intern, you know, you're not really getting paid for this stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're doing things incorrectly and you're not getting paid for it. You know, like, am I good enough? You know, why do I feel like this? Why did I, you know, why did I screw up? And, um, I just kind of kept going with it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, so yeah, that was probably the most challenging was in the early days. Now, do you find that also as part of an internship, you know, because you're in there and you're learning, like it's such a heavy learning opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. do you sort of struggle with feeling like you're inconveniencing others as well? Or does everybody sort of deal with it in a, you know, in a kind way that you feel that you're getting value out of it and not, you know, inconveniencing others? I felt like I was inconveniencing people in the early days when I was mm-hmm. an intern. Yeah. Because like I said, I was, I was learning and, um, and I'm sure, you know, the, the managers at the time were working with some really, you know, good bands and also had some really good, you know, experienced graphic designers that they would go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you know, they would pay them. You know, I was an intern. So so they had they had worked with a lot of designers who were, you know, on top of their game um, and, and knew the ropes. And I, mm-hmm. I really didn't. So, um, yeah, I did feel like I was inconveniencing people um, at times. Mm-hmm. Um, rather it be, you know hey, can we get some designs? And it would take me a little longer than it would take some other designers. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I would just kind of fixate on the minor problems with my designs and this and that and, um, you know, getting told, to, you know, hey, hurry up. Come on, we need these, whatever it may be. Yeah, you, you kind of feel that way. But it did get a lot better. It got better pretty quickly, too. Oh, that's um, I was able, Yeah, I was, I was able to, um, to, to, to pick it up and, and start cranking out some, some good work and making them happy and, I mean, they obviously were happy. They hired me, so um, I didn't get. You know, they didn't. They didn't tell me to kick rocks. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like you feel that way sometimes. You yes, know, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Sam. I want to get a little bit more specific now. I want you to tell me about a specific design or project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
it's actually a recent project I was working on, and uh, we'll dive into this. It's a it's a it's a classic story. I'm sure you've heard it tons of times, um, but but let's let's see what I can do here. So, it was for a new business that um, was opening up in Sacramento, mm-hmm. um, and and I think the, the I think the biggest problem early on was that the client wasn't very confident in um, what they wanted their brand to represent quite mm-hmm. yet. Yep. So, so working with them was, uh, it, it was a, it was a headache kind of, kind of early on for me. You know, we took a lot of meetings and we would sign off on a direction and then the direction would change a couple days later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and just, and just little taglines, you know what I mean? Like let's, we want it this and then we'll put this underneath it. Oh, well we don't want that. You know, let's change that. And let's, Oh, we don't, no, I don't think we want that. Let's, Let's do this because this looks, you know what I mean, stuff like that. So they weren't really ready to hire uh, a designer yet. I feel like, you know what I mean. I kind of came in and, you know, did a bunch of stuff, and then they would change it. So um, that was kind of frustrating. And uh, um, anyway, so I, I worked on it for about a couple months, and it was a good friend of mine who who had brought the project to me, oh, and very. Yeah, very, very, very good friend of mine, very trustworthy guy. I've played music with him and um, great dude. And um, yeah, so I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't take it as a, uh, as a project, you know, hey, I need 50% up front, you know, here's this and, Mm -hmm. you know, let's do this and and get it done, get it done, get it done quickly and move on to the next one. It was more like, you know, I, I wanted to be involved with this project and I think it's really cool. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm honored that you would even have me, you know, do the designs for it. I think this is really cool. So we, so I jumped in and yeah, it just became a headache, man. Um, I, uh, there was, there was a part where I had like put together, we had, we had an approved, um, um, a couple different approved logos. You know, we had like the secondary logo. We, you know, we had the type, we had the badge, we had a whole bunch of stuff and it looked great. And I put together a big old brand book and you know, had it laminated, had it binded, and presented it to them at a very nice dinner. Um, they loved it, and then, and then about two weeks later, they like they didn't like the color, and they changed the tagline. And um, yeah, just very frustrating. And this whole time, they hadn't sent any payment. So mm. I had done a bunch of work with um, without receiving any compensation for anything, and mm. I let it go for a while because, like I said, you know, I was like, I want to be a part of this. This is pretty cool, and I'm not gonna, you know. I obviously have your back and want to do a good job and mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Um, but, but, um, it, the, the payment was, was very delayed. And, uh, I did tell them, you know, Hey, I'm still involved with this project. I think it's great, but I am going to freeze, um, sending you any more, you know, revised assets until, you know, I receive some sort of payment here. And that kind of, uh, that very, that kind of annoyed them. And I feel yeah. like that kind of, kind of put a damper on the project. And, yeah. um, yeah, so they were kind of like, you know, what are you just gonna stop, you know, doing this? What do you mean? You're just gonna, you know, what are you gonna do? And I said, I was very nice about it, you know. I didn't threaten them with anything, you know, or anything like that, you know. It wasn't like, hey, you know, you know, I'm gonna call my guys and you know get your guys ready, you know what I mean? It wasn't anything <laughs> like that. Um, but I was just, you know, hey, I've done a lot of work here, and and you know, I'm I'm not gonna send you, uh, you know, a vector if you haven't sent, you know, sent me any payment and. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a little upset about it and um but they they ended up paying so so um so that worked but it did it did get a little sour so if i could yeah. go back and make sure that it ran a little bit more smoothly 
I think that would have made the outcome that much more um, fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 kind of like an emotional game, right? When and and I I say this like the best time to ask for finances is right when you're awarded the job. Exactly. Right because they're excited to work with you. They're excited to get this project going. Yes, let's go. Let's go. All right, great. I'm super excited to be a part of this. I just need a 50% deposit and then we are cracking. You know, and yeah. you know, you you built it up from this positive attitude. Whereas if mm-hmm. you get into the project and you don't nail it right out of the gate. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that they didn't, you know, it's, oh, you know, let's tweak this or any adjustment there. You, you create a little bit of like a little bit of wavering. Yeah. And if you ask for, if you ask for money while you're underway already, you know, it becomes a heart, a weirder thing rather than just getting it Mm -hmm. right up front. 100%. I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was, like I said, it was a situation where it was a, you know, everyone's probably had them maybe mm-hmm. not i i would assume some people have had you know friends who who bring projects to them and they give yeah. you the they give you the, they give you the whole you know well, it's a new business it's yeah, you know it's a new it's, business you know, is a friend of mine up, you know i thought of you give it a little bit yeah give it a little time and they'll take they're good for it you know we just kind of want to get it rolling that whole that whole spiel yep. and and i went with it but you know never again there you go you learned right yeah exactly okay sam i'm gonna turn it around here i've dragged you through the mud a little bit so now I want you to tell me about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of, one that just makes your heart sing. Totally, absolutely. Um, okay, so I think it's probably about four years ago. Four years ago, I had a friend of mine who was doing video work for a band that I've been a fan of since I was, you know, uh, a young kid. You know, mm-hmm. so I guess you could say a bucket list client, but more for me. I mean, I. I, I just I really enjoyed the band, you know, and they were they were a nostalgia they were a nostalgia band, um, and uh, he was doing some video work for them, and they had reached out to him about um, doing some artwork and uh, layout work, and he that wasn't his area, so he he kind of reached out to me and said, hey, you know, would you like to work with this band? You know, they need this, they need that, and you know, I, I jumped on it right away, and. Um, and was able to just knock it out of the park for this band, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I believe we did a, a full CD layout, full vinyl layout, full cassette layout. Um, we did like five different T-shirts, uh, poster, and um, yeah, that that was probably that that design, that whole um, that whole project really puts a smile on my face, and uh, I built a nice relationship with the with the band and. Um, you know, we're, we're somewhat still working together today. They're not, they're not very active, but, um, but yeah, we still keep in contact and, and yeah, that's, that's my favorite. That's probably my favorite project I've ever worked on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it yeah. came at that point in your career, you know, it's, it's, it's almost special, special to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think I was in, um, I was in San Francisco and uh, I was at a, at a you know a record store, RIP, right? <laughs> Not really, yeah. any rec- really any record stores anymore. But um, yeah, you know, I was at this record store and I found it and I and I bought it and it was just really cool to kind of see it on the racks and know that I was part of it and mm-hmm. see myself, you know, in the liner notes and it was it was good. It was a lot of fun. That's cool, man. Yeah, well, Sam, you've reached the point of the show for the ask it forward question. That's where I have a question oh. for you from my last guest, and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. So, okay, cool. 
My last guest was Kenny Morgan. He's the co-founder and CCO at Council Creative out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Kenny, uh-huh. Kenny wanted to ask you, what legacy do you want to leave and how does design fit into it? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can leave a lot, you know, with with design. I see a lot of older, you know, designers that have, you know, years and years of work that, you know, will 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 be there forever, especially when it comes to print, too. So, you know, I think, you know, later on in life to, you know, be able to hand down some of my art to, to my kids or, you know, my nephews, whatever, um, or I, I think that would be great. Um, nothing too crazy comes to mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think just being able to have physical, you know, like it, say, say if I have, you know, uh, whatever, maybe a grandkid, a nephew, a son, you know, and, and gets mm-hmm. into music or gets into something that's similar than me, I can look back, you know, 15, 20 years and, you know, um, hey, you know, I made this, you know, this is like your favorite band and I made yeah. this poster for them and they played, they played at this venue and, you know, here you go, it's framed and, I think that's really cool. You know what I mean? Just to have that kind of stuff. So that's, that's what I want to leave behind. I want to be able to have stuff that's timeless that will be there forever, you know? And um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's, that's, that's what I think I want to leave behind. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Well, Sam, what is the question you would like me to ask the next guest for you? Sure. uh, Cool. Well, ask them, I want to know where they want, where they hope to see their career 10 years from now. Oh, I like that. Where, one. where do they want to? Where do they want to be? Where do they hope to be ten years from now? Whenever, whatever they're in, if they're illustrators, designers, um, if they're in the print world, I just you know, I want to know where they hope to be so a where, decade from. Where do you hope yeah. to see your career in ten years? Yes, perfect. I love it. Yeah, Sam, that is the end of the quickie podcast, man. Thank you so much for being cool. my guest today. I appreciate your time. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for checking out the podcast and for listening today. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.